Anthony and I are here with the new episode of Real in the Field podcast. Today, Joe and I are going to be sitting down to discuss the NFL Combine. We'll get into a fun game of the envelope and then finish it off with some real estate talk. Find out how credit scores affect your buying power. Sit back, enjoy the episode. If you like what you hear, like and subscribe. Big shout out to our two sponsors for the show, Caliber Real Estate Group and DK's Donuts of Orange. Enjoy the show. <laughs> oh, shit. oh, man. Oh, God. All right. <laughs> Here we are. Real in the Field, Episode 5. We're back with a new episode. Uh, man. Yeah. We're, we're, we're climbing the charts Taking still. off. Taking off. Yep. Oh, man. Uh, shout out to our Belgian buddy who we still can't find. We can't seem to track this guy down. MIA. <laughs> Don't know where he's this guy is. He's to at. all four episodes, too. Yeah, he's listening to all four. So, Belgian buddy, wherever you're at, uh, write us. Uh, I'm going to give you an email address. You can contact us. Uh, write into Tony at realityanaya.com. Let us know uh, who you are. And uh, yeah, let's make some connection. Yeah, let's solve this mystery. We're yeah. Who you are. <laughs> So, um, what do we got? Uh, oh, we got some sponsors. Yes. We got a couple sponsors from the last episode. Yeah, yeah we've got uh, Caliber Real Estate, my brokerage, uh, uh, generous sponsors, and DK Donuts of yes. Orange, Adam Vaughn, uh, another generous sponsor yes. uh, of the show. Adam's uh, the man. If you're in the Orange County area, stop by uh, DK Donuts, cross street from uh, our alma mater, yeah. El Medina High School, pick up some donuts. Uh, what donut are you picking up? What's your favorite? I'm a chocolate bar guy. Chocolate bar. What about you? Classic. Uh, they make a really good donut. It's kind of like secret menu kind of thing. Uh, the cronut. Oh. Yeah, cronut. Fancy. Yeah, it's kind of like a hybrid of a glazed donut and a like croissant. Oh. I think that's where the, sounds, yeah, the name comes lovely. from. Anyways, great stuff. All the donuts over at DK's are awesome. Uh, so thanks to our sponsors. Um, yeah, so what do we got for this episode? I see you've done a little cleaning up here. <laughs> a little, a little, uh, little manscaping. Got, yeah. got, got rid of that push broom, huh? I did. I uh, cleaned it up. Just felt like it was time. Yeah. During football season, I usually let everything grow out. And then after football, I will mess around, do a stash or do something. And then <laughs> yeah. looked at myself today and I was like, we got to clean this up. Clean up. Get yeah. it all out. Start fresh. Look good. Yeah. Feel good. Play good. All that usual stuff. Oh, yeah. It's like uh, when uh, uh, out in NAU when uh, they would burn all of the uh, forest. Yeah. <laughs> Take it down to the <laughs> to the roots. <laughs> yes. It's just going to grow back stronger and thicker, right? And next episode, it's all going to be back. <laughs> Don't sweat. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Feeling good. Yeah. Nice. All right. Uh, so what do we got, uh, what do we got going on in the sports world? Okay. So the combine uh, has officially started. Yeah. Watch some of that today. Did you get, get a chance to see any of it? I did not get a chance to see much of it. I think I caught a few clips here and there. Yeah. Um, so just some position groups are going today. I saw some DBs run. Um, so everyone's there doing their thing. Yeah. Trying to figure out what to do with their, with their draft. All right, so say you're looking for a quarterback. You're at the combine, you're scouting out some players, and you got quarterback in mind. Um, what are you looking for, and, and how's that play out? See, quarterback's tough because the combine has like fooled some people. Yeah. 
right? You take a Mitchell Trubisky from a few years back. Oh, Good-looking guy, shows up. All accounts, yeah. Looking, looking the part, got some big old mitts on him, you know, so yeah. throws a decent ball to some receivers, and then all of a sudden his stock goes up. But the dude played 11 games his entire college career. Yeah. Right? But for whatever reason, looks good at the combine. On the flip side, let's take Josh Allen, mm. the Bills quarterback right now. Yeah. No scholarship offers out of high school. Goes yeah. to a junior college. The only offer he has is Wyoming. Yeah. Goes to Wyoming. Still not really like a big name guy. Yeah. Goes to the combine, tears it up. And then the Bills are like, let's take a chance on that kid. Let's yeah. go. You know, so it could work out. Yeah. It's always you know, probably, you know, hindsight. You know, you, you can look sure. back and say, uh, yeah, we made the right call. Or, you know, the proof is kind of in the pudding. You'll see what that player does. But... So, I mean, generally, you're just trying to get a feel. You're trying to work the numbers more than likely of, like, what the probability is that this player is going to produce. You're going off statistics. You're going off the intangibles. Dude, and you never know. Yeah. You never How much know. of that, I mean, is there a line item for the personality side of it or the oh, leadership geez. side of it, you know? I mean, those things that maybe you won't see uh, play out. Uh, as far as like the numbers are concerned, but a lot of the stuff like the locker room stuff, picking up your teammates, things like that. Like how much can you get from a player at the combine? That that part of it. Yeah, all those interviews, like those guys are there, all, you know, all week or those you know four days or whatever. Yeah. And they are asking questions nonstop. So not only are they asking like interviews, those guys are taking tests. They're calling their college coach. Hey, we want a full evaluation. Yeah. I've even heard of, like, they'll go back and they'll call the high school. Oh, wow. Really? Coaches. And see, because, man, if you have off the field issues. Yeah, that's true. Right? Like, you don't. You don't want that in your yeah, organization. You don't want that. I mean, the, what's the term always used? Cancer in the locker room, right? Gosh. So, off the field issues. Is he, you know, a good character guy? Yeah. Is he a leadership guy? Is he a vocal guy? Yeah. Does he do it by example? Does he study film, right? Yeah. Take Kyler Murray. Yeah. Kyler Murray plays video games. Yeah. And that's why the Cardinals, like, kind of suck. Yeah. Right? He doesn't take it serious. They did a thing on Kyler Murray when, like, Call of Duty came out. Oh, jeez. Just how his, like, production went down. <laughs> like, <there's laughs> like, a direct line between yeah. the, that game coming out. Doesn't watch film. <clears throat> but that it, it happens all the time. And those guys, you just try to do as much research as you can. Yeah. So when you invest millions of dollars. Yeah, that's true. I mean, not only is it uh, millions of dollars, but you're talking draft picks, uh, which are, are, I mean, yes, you can kind of put a number on that. But you've got a couple opportunities dependent on where people are are landing in the draft. And you're trying not to miss. And you're trying not to miss. You're trying to make that calculated guess, but also uh, take all the things that you've learned from them watching them in the combine, watching them uh, on film, watching them from their college years. And, man, like you are saying, even high school years. Yeah. And making an educated, uh, I don't want to say guess, but making a, a, an assessment of who they are yeah. and what that investment's going to be. But you take in family, like, what do they come from? Yeah. Where do they come from? Um, all that's, like, dude, all they do not apart. leave, they do not leave a stone unturned. Yeah. Like, they look at everything. Like they are kicking the tires and making sure there's <laughs> nothing wrong with yeah. with their investment, as they should. Oh yeah, there's, there's nothing wrong with that. And if that's going to be quarterback specific, that's going to be the face of your 
organization. Trevor Lawrence for the Jaguars. Yeah. Like, dude, solid guy, probably a like not like a can't miss guy in the draft. Yep. But was it a hundred percent slam dunk that he was gonna be like pretty good? No. You yeah. never no. Oh man, we, well we can all like you know list off the busts, right? You know somebody oh, that was like, just like a high pick and then just didn't turn into what the organization thought they were going to be. You know maybe sometimes it's a you know it's not the right fit. Maybe they just got some uh, you know mismatch in the coaching. Um, Matthew Stafford. Matthew Stafford was. Or you uh, go to a bad man. organization. Yeah. Dude, some organizations are bad. Yeah, sure. They have bad leadership. Yeah. They have bad owners. They yeah. have bad coaches. They are bad. Yeah. That's it. Plain and, and you go there, you are destined to be bad. There's there's nothing you can do about it. It's, and that's a shame for some guys. That's where their career goes. Yeah, there's been a lot of talent that has gone to places, uh, you know, like Cleveland. You know, sorry to throw that. Uh, throw. I know I've got some friends uh, that are big uh, Browns fans. But, man, that that's just a snake-bitten organization, or it has yep. been for a long time. And it just seems like anything, everyone that goes through there is just, it, it just kind of wastes away. But those places almost like get in their own way yeah they don't realize it but they get in their own way i feel like it's just been a culture that has as like almost like a self-fulfilling prophecy where yep. everyone just kind of believes that this is the case yeah that's a great way to put it and it won't it won't change uh well at least i mean you can kind of see uh there have been some improvements i mean uh, even the the lions i mean with jared goff they've kind of somewhat coach, turned things around and new coach yeah you know new energy um, they're fighting that fight. They're fighting the uh, the you know what everybody assumes that they're going to be every year. Yeah, the stigma, the, the culture. Stigma, and I feel like that. You know, we've talked about like the psychological part uh, of sports, where you know you've got some of the the most talented athletes, the most capable athletes, and sometimes it just comes down to that one thing, that psychological thing in the fourth yeah. quarter, where you're going to believe that you can do it, or you're going to believe that you're going to fail. And when you're on an organization, playing for an organization that has that reputation and has that just you know snake bitten kind of reputation, it almost is like, well, we're gonna admit, we're gonna fulfill that prophecy and do those things to make it come to you know yeah. come true. Yeah. But it's uh, it's tough when you see good players go to organizations <coughs> that are yeah. you know and kind of dwindle away. One of my favorite stories from the like trying to find a quarterback. You know, because some guys won't go to the combine. Yeah. Or they'll go to the combine, they'll just run a 40 but not throw. Oh, sure. Or, you know, at their pro day, yeah. when the, the teams come to their college, then they'll throw because they're throwing to their own receivers and stuff like that. Yeah. But some guys just get hyped up after one season. Like, do you remember Jamarcus Russell? He played. Of course, yeah. Right? Huge. Yeah. Six, six. If you guys don't know Jamarcus Russell, is look him up. Yeah. Like, six, Powering, six. Dude. Big mitts. Oh, yeah. man. Played at LSU. Yep. But had like maybe one, two years that were good at LSU. Yeah. Okay, gets drafted to the Raiders. Yep. Probably the worst place that guy could have gone. Yeah. Okay. But did a little bit to himself. So a little bit of Kyler Murray being lazy. Yeah. So the coaches assumed or kind of like got wind like, hey, Jamarcus doesn't know the playbook. Yeah. Like the dude doesn't. Like, watch film. He doesn't, like, do anything. He doesn't know what he's doing. Just relying on his, like, just, just athleticism. Yeah, just share talent and all that stuff. And so a coach gave Jamarcus a DVD. Said, hey, man, watch this tonight. Yeah. Come back tomorrow. Tell me what plays you like. We'll install those plays, and we'll run them. Yeah. Gives it to him. All right, coach. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, cool. Comes back the next day. 
Hey, Jamarcus, what'd you think, man? What'd you think? Oh, coach, let's run all those plays. <laughs> the DVD was blank. Oh, shit. <laughs> It was a blank DVD. I thought you were saying it was like Shawshank Redemption or something. <laughs> a blank DVD. And the dude was just like, yeah, coach, let's run all those plays. I think they're oh, all great. So you just, you're, there's your proof right there. Yeah, this, like, guy's, this guy doesn't. Uh, just wasn't a pro. Yeah. Right? And so is that a coach's fault? Did he not see something at a, at a combine? Did he not see something at a pro day? Like yeah. trying to evaluate a guy? Or do you just fall in love with? He can throw the ball 70 yards. He can throw the ball. Well, that's one of the things that, you know, I'm sure you know as a, as a high school coach, like you can't coach size. You can't coach oh. just pure natural talent, ability, and all of those things. Like when you've got a guy that's that big, that's got that kind of just pure talent, yeah. it's hard to look, look, look the other way. And, you know, when, you're, uh, when your eyes are seeing that and you're, you know, you're seeing that there's this stellar athlete that could be your franchise quarterback you just have to do those things to get him to that level i feel like it's like that old like you know we can fix some kind of thing dude and that's where it comes into because a lot of coaches have egos yeah where they've coached a really long time and they're like oh if i had a guy that big i would make him a all pro yeah if i had a kid that big i would get him a scholarship yeah and so they fall in love with that right that ego of like oh Finally, we got Jamarcus Russell. Yeah. He's 6'6". I'm going to make him, you know, a Hall of Famer. Yeah. And well, that dude, ain't the case. If you don't, you don't watch the DVD. <laughs> like, so there's just, I think the coaches get in the way a little bit too. Yeah, that makes sense. You got you got coaches that think that they can do more. Uh, they get a little bit in their own, sure. you know, in their, uh, in their own way. And trying to develop a player that maybe it's just not there. And especially when you're talking about that at that level, like you kind of don't have time to just like remold a player and remold his whole character or his yeah. whole you know personality and what he's you know willing to do. If you got, uh, you know, when you have a short amount of time to get this thing going and get your franchise player, you know, to uh, to the top of his ability. But if you look at the combine, also in guys who got overlooked, Tom Brady got overlooked. Oh man, he went to the sixth round. Brock Purdy was the very last pick. Yeah, you know, in the draft. So how do you explain away, like, those picks? How do you explain, you know, because Tom Brady played at a, you know, arguably Michigan. one yep. of the biggest uh, college football schools in, in the, you know, in America. How do you overlook somebody like that? I mean, what is it that they did or didn't see, and how does he get, you know, passed on by so many teams? Because, okay, so some guys start to get hype, and yeah. they start to get attention. Yeah. Right, I don't know the, all the other quarterbacks that came out when Tom came out. Yeah, but other guys just kind of get this momentum. Yeah, and then it's like, wait, you you like him? Oh yeah, no, I like him too. And, and then the next team, oh, that. I like him, I like him too. Yeah, and, th and then like every other coach is like, God, what are those guys seeing? I'm not seeing. Yeah, yeah, I like him too. Right, and so a yeah. lot of guys just get that that hype and that buzz. Start getting some momentum behind. And them. then while that's happening. There's tons of other guys who aren't getting the attention they right, should be. Right, just kind of um, falling, falling by round by round. They're just going down, and yeah. Once you've got a quarterback, that's that's right. Pat Patrick Mahomes coming out of the you know for the draft. Yeah, there were like plenty of quarterbacks picked before him, but Andy Reid saw something. Sure, yeah. You know, so that's got to be a part of it. That's so uh, that's so interesting too, because you see, you know, like Sean McVay and Les Snead picking up Cooper Cup. 
you know, where they did. I mean, he got and he went relatively high for a receiver that was coming out of Eastern Washington that was Go Eagles. Yeah. 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 When you think about like what he's turned into, there yeah. was something that they saw. And what was it and how do you go through that? How do you look through film and man, how do you it's like needle in a haystack. How do you find a player that you are specifically looking for? And it seems like that's the case with you know, what Sean McVay and Lesney did with uh, Cooper Cup is they needed somebody in this specific role can do this specific yes. thing. Who fits and, in our system. And found it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And that's the luxury of being in the NFL. In high school, for me, we get our players and we just, we do what we can. We coach we them up. Them yeah, we, we do can. what we can. Yeah. In the NFL, I need this guy yeah. to do a curl route, an out route, and he's got to run the corner route. Yeah. Show me the best guys that do that. True, yeah. And if Cooper Cup's the guy, then, like, we want that guy. Yeah. So you just, like, plug and play a little bit. Yeah. Right? But who fits in your system yeah, specifically your team, for your, yeah, what you're trying to accomplish. Yeah. And that's freaking cool. That yeah. You get to, like, oh, man. and you, you get to, like, hundreds of guys and you got to find, you got to find the guy. <laughs> you got to find that And then one. hope no one takes them before you. That's the other part of it, too. And and talking about drama that starts, you know, from the day after the Super Bowl, that's where we're at right now. That's like the drama starting like right now. Well, we're trying to, you know, teams are trying to figure out who's that guy. Who's that guy coming into the draft that is going to be available when we have our draft pick, which is another part of it, another element of this whole equation, which is we've got a draft pick that's number whatever. Who's going to be there? We're yeah. trying to game plan for who's going to be in this position. I mean, I got to imagine, you know, if you're in that uh, war room, you know, uh, come draft day, you've got hundreds, ton, uh, tens, dozens, hundreds of different scenarios of where you're going to land and who's going to be available and where we're going to commit to if that player is available. Yeah. And if he's not available, who else is on that? Yeah. What do we need? Tough cookies. Who's next? <laughs> Yeah. Oh, what what does that look like if you see a player that you've done all that vetting, you've you've found that right one, this is what we're going to go with and if he's available, we're going to get him in this round. Then all of a sudden, there's another player that maybe doesn't fit your scheme or fit what you're trying to do, but this is just a prolific player that you can get him get him a, uh, as a steal in that early yeah. round. Like plan goes what out do you the do? window. Yeah, I know. What do you do? And then, but that's when the meeting of the minds happens, and yeah. the owner and the the GM and the head coach kind of look at each other and like, all right, guys, like, yeah, are, are we doing this? Or are we not doing this? Someone's got to make a decision, and you then you roll with it. Yeah. After that, and that's the thing. No matter what decision you make, you draft a guy, or you know, at college level, you offer that dude a scholarship, right? Right, and they commit, or and they're there. Like, dude, it's time to roll. Let's yeah. coach them up and let's get them going. Yeah, we're in, in yeah. for a dime and for a dollar, dude. It's exciting <laughs> though. Like, I, I like watching the combine stuff. I, I dig it. I like watching dudes do drills and yeah, you know, look at the little nuances. And then when draft time, then when the draft rolls around, you're like, I can see why that guy got drafted yeah. at that. You know, or maybe that guy got overlooked, or yeah, you know, stuff like that. You do, you, you. It's it starts now, and you start figuring out like where those guys are going to go, and you know, I think you know, the longer that we've watched football from, you know, high school, college, and NFL, it's kind of cool to see the progression. You know, you oh. hear about kids that have played at you know uh, at a high school level. You know, and in our area, we've got a lot of. Uh, local talent that has gone on uh, to play, you know, play in the NFL. And it's cool yeah. seeing that progression, seeing them play in college 
and then seeing them go in the draft and then see what they're doing now. Yeah. You know what I mean? A lot yeah. of local, you know, local guys that hell we've played against, guys that we've like seen yeah. um, seen uh, in our year and then shortly after that. And then just as the time goes on, you're seeing all of these like careers like start, yeah. you know, from the high school level, junior, uh, I'm sorry, <coughs> high school level. Uh, college level and then on to uh, the NFL. And then when you see them in the NFL and you think back to when you played them, yeah, you can be like, I knew back then. <laughs> yeah, I we knew, knew he then. was going there. <laughs> he was going there. That guy was way better than me. <laughs> yeah, that guy was lifting up uh, Gatorade uh, coolers above his head, <laughs> Yeah, drinking our water. Yeah, we yeah. knew he was going somewhere. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. But, uh, man. Yeah, man. No, it's fun. But, uh, all right, we got to take a quick break. Um, we'll... Uh, Take a quick break, come back, and we'll get into uh, a new game. New what game. What we got here? It's called The Envelope. The Are we going envelope or are we going envelope? Tomato, tomato. Whatever you <laughs> want to call it. The Envelope uh, is from one of our, probably our number one fan. I would say so. Yeah, yeah I would put him up there at Coach the top. B, also known as Big Dog. Big Dog. Big Dog's got a game. Uh, well, not so much a game, but more of a, just uh, an activity for us to do. Yeah, something to think about, something to chew yeah. on. Uh, so we got the envelope, the envelope coming up next. Uh, we're going to take a quick break and then we'll come back and uh, get into it. Let's do it. All right. Today's episode is brought to you by DK's Donuts of Orange. DK's is family owned and operated and carries a wide selection of freshly baked donuts. Stop by for a morning treat, an afternoon snack, or even a late night sugar fix. Follow their Instagram page at DK's Donuts Orange for store information or to order online. All right, we're back from break. Uh, we got Big Dog's game. What do we got? Break it down for us. Here it is. Real in the field, official envelope. Um, we got some topics in here. We All have right. no idea. Yeah. We're sealed, taped off. We well, have no idea. How did this start? What's, uh, so, you know, Big Dog, I mean, we'll give him a little, like, plug here and, yeah. and what yeah. Big Dog is about. So and... I, I work with uh, Coach Biagini. Okay. Uh, his nickname is Big Dog, and he's a fan of the podcast. He was like, I'm going to throw some questions at you guys. All right. And I said, you know what? Put them in an envelope, and we'll just fire them off. I love it. And let's see what happens. I love it. All so right. we haven't opened this yet. All right. We have no idea what's coming at us. Let's see. Let's see you what want, Big Dog got you, cooking for you us. Want, you want the honors? You want to go first? I'll take the first one. Sure. No looking, no looking. All right. No looking. They're all folded up. All right. There we go. Question number one. What do we got here? Uh, go-to party joke. Ooh, go-to party joke. Go-to party, party joke. joke. I usually don't have a go-to like, party joke. Yeah. I usually have like a go-to party story. Okay. I usually, I usually tell this story. Like if football gets brought up, I tell a, uh, a college football story of mine. All right, let's hear it. And so we were traveling to Montana. Okay. And we're playing... The Grizzlies. And Montana State? Nah. The Grizz, uh, Montana State is the Bobcats. Ah. Montana's the Grizz. And uh, I'm on the punt team. Okay. And we're... <laughs> and uh, the guy who was lining up against me is... He's the former... Or last or the year before, he was the, like, the Big Sky Special Teams Player of the Year. Oh, dang. Blocked all these punts. Like, he was, like, a stud. It's like, no joke. Yeah, he's, like, no joke. <laughs> He's like this fast, like, dude. And so all week, my coach is harping on me, like, this guy's coming. Make sure you're ready. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, God. I'm like, all right. So we go out to punt, <clears throat> get my stance. 
right? Ball snapped. I'm like blocking the guy. And I'm like, okay, that wasn't too bad. And then we're running downfield. And the ball's like bouncing. And, you know, it gets down by the, you know, by us. Yeah. And so we're running side by side. And all of a sudden, he just looks at me and goes, you're ugly. <laughs> and I just, I, and I didn't, I couldn't say a word. And so I'm like running back to the sideline. I'm like, oh my God, am I ugly? <laughs> and that's, Dude, you got that's my go-to story. You yeah, got it in your all, head. Yeah. I know it's not a joke, but that's my story every time. Dude, so, that's a good dude, one. Just, it was a quick jab of dude. Like, Yeah. It's like a little, like a, you got in your mind. Just oh, like man. Jedi it was, mind you. It was so subtle and so just like. That's one of those ugh. things that just kind of like, like they'll, it's like planting a little seed and then it'll just yes. like more and more you're thinking about it. Dude, by the time I hit it. that sideline, I was so down on myself. I'm like, dude, I'm ugly. <laughs> I am like one ugly guy. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, not a joke, but a story. That's what my usual go to. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. What do you got? <laughs> uh, go to joke. Um, <laughs> let's do it i'm ready i want to hear it all right maybe we'll keep it we'll see no we're not gonna be able to keep it it's really not i want to hear it all right <clears throat> so um uh what, like blue collared like worker uh gets uh goes to jail you know he's like goes to jail for some like you know investment frauds or something like that um just a a, a blue collar kind of crime right okay so he's in jail he meets his uh his bunkmate his bunkmate <laughs> His bunkmate's like, all right, listen, you can be the husband or you can be the wife. I'll let you decide, but you got you to gotta ch- pick one or the other. <laughs> we're going to be in here. This is what we're going to do, all right? <laughs> so a guy's thinking to himself, and he's like, oh, man, well, if I'm the, if I'm the wife, like, I, don't want, I don't want anything part of that. <laughs> you know, this guy's big old freaking dude, his you know, big old mitts, and, you know. Yeah. Uh, so he's like, if I'm the wife, like, I don't want any part of that. All right, so... Maybe uh, maybe I'll I'll be the husband in this scenario. You know, what I mean, at least I'll be like the dominant one. So he's like, "All right, <clears throat> yeah, I'll be the husband." And his bunkmate goes, the director's cut oh god that is so good oh man <laughs> um, okay my turn to pick here we all go all right next one next one <laughs> see what we got here not looking not looking <clears throat> something embarrassing that happened as a kid oh something embarrassing uh all right <laughs> all right i got something it's <clears throat> all right this is a little bit of a cheat because it's not embarrassing that happened to me, but it's kind of embarrassing. All right, so you remember Michael Salcido? Did you just say his name? Oh, shit. All right, we'll <laughs> cut that one out. All right, somebody we, uh, uh, somebody we played high school football with. Okay. Anyways, I used to go to his uh, house uh, and like we'd hang out. His dad used to cut his hair. So his dad was, his dad was giving him like, you know, giving him a trim, whatever. And, uh, you know, gave him a little, like, fade, whatever it was. 
and then got to his sideburns and he cut one like down here and then cut one up here. And then he goes to Michael, oh shit, <laughs> then he goes to, <laughs> then he goes to the guy that we know and goes, uh, which one do you like better? <laughs> and he goes, what the fuck does it matter? I gotta go with this one. <laughs> <laughs> oh that's good oh god that's good uh, so yeah uh, then he went to school with the sideburn all the way in the high sideburn oh that's good uh all right embarrassing story yeah, what do you got i usually got two uh the first one so when my oldest brother was in high school playing football yeah so he's 16 17 so that means i'm like eight yeah nine years old and i used to run around like the stands and i was like oh there's there's little joey little brother or whatever and i was like you know cute kid like playing with all the high school or not playing with all the high school girls but i was hanging out with all high school girls and stuff um they all kind of knew who i was and stuff so i'm at the game okay enjoying myself yeah trying to have a good time i'm standing up Someone pantses me from behind. <laughs> I get super embarrassed, pull my pants up, like totally traumatized. Oh, man. Okay. Yeah. That person's name is Milo Ventimiglia or whatever <laughs> oh, his name is. Milo. The actor. Milo Ventimiglia. Yes. Yeah. Oh, He man. went to the same school. Yeah. I'll and that dude pants me. That son of a bitch. And now he's out there making millions of dollars. Yeah, he's on hit TV shows making yeah. money. Hashtag me too. Yeah, what he did dude, to me. Call that guy out. Perv. <laughs> so if anyone knows that guy, let him know. He owes me an apology. Yeah, I do. Not cool. Yeah. Not cool, Milo. Oh, man. Yeah. Okay, moving on. That's next, pretty good. Next topic. <laughs> next topic. All right, what do we got? Here we go. Here we go. Thanks, big dog. These are fun. That's pretty good. <clears throat> All right, next one we got is, uh, what is an irrational fear you have? <sighs> irrational fear. What irrational fear do you have? Uh, I'm afraid of heights. Heights, yeah? I, don't, I can't do roller coasters. Yeah. Yeah, roller coasters is not it a the, fan of. Is it the, the loop-de-loop or is it the drop? Uh, I'd say the drop. Yeah. A little thing, a little feeling oh, in your stomach. You get Everything gets down. tight. I just, <laughs> I just yeah. like, I get that on the drops. Oh, I can't stand it. I hate that feeling. Yeah. Uh, with the heights, you ever go to like a high balcony building, whatever. Sure. Yeah. Even a stadium. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I get afraid to walk to the edge and look over, but I have this really big urge to do it. Oh yeah. And then if I do do it. The urge gets worse, and I have the urge to like. Dude, jump. that's like a th- that's yeah. like a thing like that uh, like climbers like rock climbers have. It's like the opposite of a phobia. It's like whatever it like it is that fear. It's like you get drawn to it and want to do it more. Yeah, there's this specific word for it, but I don't know what it is. I don't know. It's probably German too, <laughs> but yeah. it's like a specific word that you are attracted to this thing that is like your afraid of yeah and so when i get oh like gosh. at top and i like look over like i play the whole thing i'm like dude what if i like <laughs> what if i like did it like what Dang. if i yeah what if i like swan dived like oh, what would happen dude i used to get that feeling uh uh when i, I think i've told you this before 
when I used to go do pulls with your pops, when he had a bum leg and he needed some help, like, you know, like going out, like, you know, doing the pools, uh, I went out with him and he would be just kind of kneeled over by the pool, like checking the pH and I would be like scrubbing the sides, like coming around. And every time I got close to him, I was just like, oh man, what if I kick this guy in right now? <laughs> Kicking spinner in the pool. No, but it was like a, a like an intrusive thought that yeah, came yeah, in. Yeah. It's yeah. that's what it is, right? It's the intrusive thought, yeah. and you're just like you kind of like shudder at the at the thought of like doing something because you think about what would happen after. Oh man, I mean, spinner would have been pissed. Oh, yeah, obviously, yeah. it would yeah. just been this like you know, You'd be walking home. Yeah, but it was just like that that feeling that you get when you're like walking. That I was walking yes. by. Yeah. Oh man! Yeah, no, I'm, I get, I got you. I'm with you on that. Yeah. All right. My pick. Your pick. All right, next pick? one. Yeah, you got one. My pick. Here we go. If you could do anything for a living, what would it be? I mean, why not do NFL player? I mean, that's got to be that's got to be one of the sweetest jobs. Yeah. I mean, aside from you know, kind of just beating your body up all the time, but uh, that. I mean, the NFL, because it's got such a strong tie to us, our history, our, you know, just like what we grew up watching, that's what every kid like dreams about, you know? Yeah. You play out that scenario when you're in your backyard and you're like, it's fourth and inches and it's fourth quarter, or, you know, we're down yeah. by this, whatever. And, you know, you're... Throw the pass to yourself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dude, something that we've thought about like for years and we've always like dreamed about getting on that, like to that stage, you know, but then just genetics and uh <laughs> reality get in the way but no that would be the dream job that you know yeah playing in the nfl getting paid to play football getting paid to compete probably it's probably a lot more of a business when you get once you get in it than oh it's I cutthroat think, you know what i mean for sure but uh you know when you see players like hoist that trophy and just like how they've gotten to the pinnacle of sports uh you know of, of sports that's like the pinnacle. I mean, sure, you have, you know, all these other championships, but just football is just seems to be like the pinnacle for us anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So I would be, I think that would probably be the best. Yeah. What about you? As weird as it sounds, I would do nothing. Yeah. Yeah. I would nothing just like, like if I just had money, <laughs> <laughs> just I did, yeah, if I would just like be like a multimillionaire and just hang out. Yeah. I would like very much enjoy that that would be just kind of hang out hang with the at kids the river yeah oh go to the river yeah. just kind of like do whatever yeah that would be wake up whenever you wanted yeah and just hang out just hang that'd be awesome Dude. because i always thought like say for whatever reason if i became really really rich right i would try to do some cool stuff and get back to people yeah one of my one thing i would love to do i would get a map and I would blindfold myself and I'd have like someone turn me around and I'd pick up a dart and I'd throw it on the map and wherever it landed, yeah. I would go there and just start and just like give people money. Oh, dang. Yeah. Okay. Just for fun. Like, just for fun. <laughs> <laughs> just like, yeah. Just go Breaking Bad like Jesse Pinkman and start throwing money. Just throw money out the window. Yeah. Yeah. And just have fun like that or rent out uh, like NBC. And yeah. have them have to follow us on the golf course Dude, as we just shank, that, as we just oh, as we just shank balls everywhere. 
but they have to like they have to commentate like it's a real Dude, tournament. F- What's his name? Phil Phil Nance. What's his name? Yeah, yeah oh, Jim him. Nance. Jim, Jim Nance. Nance. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Phil's his brother. That's oh, what I was God. thinking. About. Here comes Joe to the tee again. <laughs> like yeah, and they gotta like take it serious. You know what I mean? Yeah, call it like straight. Yes. Like all right, yeah. here here he comes. <laughs> He's stepping up to the tee. Yeah, and we're just with our carts out there. Yeah, yeah I would love that. Just stuff like that. Oh, so dude, that would be. If yeah. I could do anything for a living, I would do nothing. I love it. And do I'd do what I wanted. Yeah. That's what I would do. I love it. Yeah. All right. Well, on that note, we're uh, going to do a lot more nothing when we come back. Uh, we're going to take a break. Um, and when we come back, we'll, we'll get into a little bit of real estate talk. Uh, so stay tuned. We'll be back. Today's episode is brought to you by Caliber Real Estate Group. Caliber and their team of experienced agents are dedicated to providing personalized and professional service to ensure that your real estate goals are met with ease. Caliber specializes in a wide range of properties from luxurious estates to cozy starter homes, and they have the expertise to guide you through every step of the buying or selling process. Click the link in the episode's page to start your journey towards finding the perfect property or getting top dollar for your investment. All right, we're back. All right, something I wanted to get in today uh, is a topic that not a lot of people um, know about something that people it's so important in everyday life it has an effect on everything that we do financially uh, and that's credit so credit is the big uh, the thing that really no one teaches you about I didn't learn about credit until I was I don't know like late into my 20s and even by then I had kind of already done some things to mess it up (laughs) yeah you know you get signed up for a credit card for 500 bucks and they say oh here here you go here's 500 dollars you don't know the implications of running that credit card up and just never paying the bill yeah um and it wasn't until I was later uh or a little bit older that I understood that you know what how that plays a part in your overall like financial um just what you look like financially so um, credit uh, is, there's a score that you're given, right? right. It's a collective score on all of, the, uh, all of your financials of what you've paid, uh, what you have outstanding, what uh, lines of credit cards that you have. Um, you, and the way that they like kind of add or add up your credit and what they give you that score, it's, uh, it's kind of like a mixture of all those things. They'll look at your credit and what you have open and say, hey, you don't have enough of this open. So, you know, your credit score is going to not be as high because of that. Okay. So what do you mean open like credit cards? Credit cards. Or you're not, you're paying off a TV. You're paying off a... Yeah. Oh, there's a lot of different lines of credit. I mean, you can go to a department store and they'll say, hey, do you want to open up a, a Nordstrom card? And you'll go, oh. Sure, we'll give you 10, 10% off your purchase. So you open up this thing, and you think it's just some innocuous account that you're going to open up, but that's actually a credit account that you're opening up. Yeah, That plays into your credit score. So when you have, let's say, like take that example of a, a Nordstrom credit card, they'll give you a $2,000 credit line. That part, they're playing that, uh, that part gets, uh, or that card gets, uh, thrown into your overall credit rating and they'll say, you know, here's an available balance that this person has that they can use at any point and there's a potential that they could run up this this credit card and, you know, and have to pay it back. So it's all based on what you can pay back, uh, right, and, and, and how they look at what you have outstanding and then what is the potential 
for outstanding. Okay, so let's take the Nordstrom's card, for instance. Say I go open a Nordstrom's card and I buy, I don't know, three suits. Yeah. And I put it on the card. Yeah. Okay. So is it better to pay it off in increments or is it better to like one lump sum, I pay it off? Yeah. Or like what's, what is the best like avenue to build the credit? So like show how to show I'm responsible or yeah like what are they looking at? So well, there's a couple different like uh, mindsets there. One of them is every credit card that you have that you have a balance on, you're going to pay interest on. So if you have a two thousand dollar balance on a credit card and you have used all two thousand dollars of it, they're going to charge you interest on that. Now some credit cards are you know something like twenty five percent. Some of them, you know, they kind of like uh, will fluctuate or they'll, they'll, you know, they have just different percentages. If you're paying interest on that, I mean, you're essentially just giving money to these companies uh, to borrow their money. So, you know, a lot of, you know, smart people will say, you know, pay down your credit card so that you're not paying this interest. That's the best way to uh, get rid of your debt and not have any, uh, <clears throat> any new debt. Yeah. And also so that you're not paying this, you know, kind of like a fee for borrowing the money. Um, there, that, I think, would be what a lot of people would say is the best way to do it. Now, that's not always, like, you know, possible or feasible if you have, like, a really high credit card that you've used for X, Y, or Z. Um, and then you, your plan is to kind of pay it off in increments. Sometimes you need to hold off on paying that full lump sum and just spread it out over a couple months. Okay. Um, in terms of, you know, what that score is going to look like. That's another part of it is if you're looking to like buy a house and you are looking to get your credit score as high as you can yeah. and bring down your you know, debt to income ratio, which is a ratio that they use to say how much money that you owe compared to how much money you bring in. If you have high debt on all of your credit cards, uh, like the Nordstrom card, whatever card you have, then they're going to look at that and they're going to say, hey, you have all this outstanding debt here and what you're bringing in monthly, it isn't going to be enough to support this card, this card, and then plus a mortgage. So we're yeah. going to, you know, we're, we're not going to allow you to borrow as much because your debt to income ratio isn't all that great, or we're not going to let you borrow at all. Okay. So what if you open that Nordstrom's card mm -hmm. and you don't really use it? Yeah. Does it, help your credit or is it just kind of nothing so it does so credit the way it uh they want to kind of see a mixture of different lines of credit so okay if you have let's say an open credit card a revolving credit card which means you know you've got a balance uh they give you a set amount of balance and then you can borrow as much from that balance or from that uh, that credit line and then pay it back um, if you have one of those cards, that's good. If you have it, you know, something like a Nordstrom card, which is a revolving credit card, uh, that's good. You can have a uh, car payment. They want to see just kind of a mixture of those things. But so they, they want to see you being responsible. They want to see you be responsible with the payments, that you're not overextending yourself, that if you do have a credit card, you're kind of sticking within uh, the, me the means of that credit card. You're not over, you know, you're not over your balance. And then you're also making your payments on time. Yeah. That's the big thing. 
when they look at your credit score and they look at all those green check marks that have happened, if you have a really old credit card, yeah, you know, I mean, I have a credit card from back when I was, you know, out of just out of high school, you know, that five hundred dollar credit line that I just yeah. like, you know, whatever did whatever with. I ended up, you know, kind of paying it back, getting it back in good standing, and then over the years, I have that credit card still to this day, and I'll just put some, you know, I'll put Spotify on it or something like that, to where it's like just hitting. Uh, every month and then I'll pay it off because that's another part of it too that nobody told me is if you don't use these cards they will reduce your your balance or your credit line so Uh, so that also looks bad on you so that also looks bad yeah okay it is a it's a pretty I mean they could do a class on on just like you know getting your credit up just by itself to to tell you the tricks of the trade, and admittedly, I don't know all of the tricks on how to do it. Yeah, um, you know there are things that you can do to boost your credit score, um, and you know, in talking about buying a house, there are you know, which is why it's important to kind of talk to like a financial advisor or the lender to kind of figure out all right where you're at with all of this. If you have high balances on some of your credit cards, bringing them down to this certain you know to this amount to where. People uh, or the, the the bank will look at what you have outstanding and see that you have a mixture of credit, you have low balances on on them, and you also have been making payments regularly to this. And it's all just your financial, like a snapshot of your financial capability. Responsibility. Exactly. Yeah. What are some ways? So if that's ways to like boost it, open up multiple lines of credit, pay things off, make sure you're on time. Yeah. What are ways? To like drop it, what are oh some? man missing a payment is number one. Missing okay. a payment and letting it go thirty days, sixty days, ninety days past is the killer. Even if you're just making your minimum payment, you're better off doing that than letting it lapse. If you can scrounge up, I mean, the amount of money that it would cost you, the amount of money that it would cost you to uh, you know kind of recoup whatever the loss that you would have from getting a lower credit score. It's worth it just to scrounge up that money and pay that minimum payment if that's okay. the situation. Yeah. Because getting a, getting a late payment on your credit, it's so easy to do and so hard to undo. You know what I mean? Yeah. You can miss a payment, forget about it, you know, not put it on auto pay. You know, all of a sudden you've got 30 days past due, 60 days past due, you forget about it. And now you've got this red mark. All of these green check marks of where you made your payments, but then those two red marks yeah. where you missed it, 30, 60, 90, God forbid, you do a 90-day. Those are the things that the underwriter, who is the person that's going to take all of your finances and be the one to give the final sign-off, is going to look at that and go, what happened here? Why didn't you pay that uh, that bill here? What Can was you the like, talk yourself out of those? Uh, you know, if they're like, oh, hey, what happened here? And you're like, oh, well, I... Uh, yeah, you know, I COVID had COVID, <laughs> COVID, had COVID, yeah, and I didn't. Ma- I don't know. Yeah, you, whatever you, excuse. Well, the thing is, you'll you you'll start to see a pattern. You'll start to see a, a a pattern of behavior, and in that scenario, a thirty day late payment, if you've got all your payments made on time, will stick out as like this is an an anomaly or this is something that's yeah, not the regular. But conversely, if you've got thirty late late payments like consistently then that starts to kind of show a pattern of uh, what your your financial kind of like that snapshot looks like. And I think, you know, kind of what it all comes comes down to is, you know, banks are adverse to risk in that they do not want to lend somebody money and there be any 
chance that they're not going to pay it back. They yeah. want the most secure person that's going to be responsible, um, you know, pay the pay back the uh, that that loan what they've borrowed and pay it in a timely manner. Um, so you know, in thinking about like credit scores and you know paying things back and all of that, if we're kind of talking about like who's going to be uh, most likely to pay it back. Having no credit or having not a lot of different credit is almost better than having credit where you've uh, or credit cards that you've you messed, know, up. messed up and you've got 30 days, 60 days late, you know, all these late yeah. payments. Starting off at, uh, where you uh, are, are still kind of trustworthy and you've built up a reputation of not, uh, not paying your bills yeah. is still, you know, a really strong place to be in. Okay. Who does the evaluating? Like, who are these credit companies? Uh, right? there's the because I've heard ones. there's like, there's a couple different scores. Yeah. You can look it up. Some of them you have to pay for. Yeah. I heard, I remember this because I've like ran my credit before. Yeah. It knocks your credit down when you run your credit. Yeah, it does. Why? That doesn't so, make any sense. Well, the line of thinking is if think, you're... think if you did that medically. Hey, <laughs> I, I need a blood test. To test my testosterone. How's my te- how are my T levels? And they're like, well, we drew some blood. They're down a little more now. Like that doesn't make any sense. No, I agree. I think the line of thinking is if you're going around to Nordstrom, you're going to uh, a, a mortgage guy, you're going around to all these things, all these different places, and you want to go, hey, I want to borrow some money. Hey, I want to borrow some money. Hey, can I borrow some money? Hey, can I borrow some money? <laughs> They look at that and go, hey, that's not a good thing to do. We don't want you going out there just willy-nilly just like asking everybody for money. Yeah, but if you just like, hey, I want to check my credit. And they're like, all right, we'll mark that down. <laughs> well, we're going to mark that down. Yeah, why are you going to well, mark that down? Well, you actually are allowed to uh, have your credit uh, pulled, I believe it's once a year. Okay. Um, just for your own, you know, so that you can kind of see what your standing is. Um, Dude, because I have no idea where mine is at. Yeah. Because the one time I did it, and they were like, "Oh, by the way, that marked you down." Yeah. I was like, "Well, I'm not going <laughs> to do, do that again. I'm not going to do that again until I have to." Well, you can actually. So you can open up a uh, like an Equifax account that'll give you a. They'll give you. You can look into it anytime yourself, um, and it'll give you just kind of like some. Um, it, it's not a hard hit on your credit. To where you are pulling it, it's your own account that you open up, and they'll, like they'll kind of give you, yeah, they'll give you access to it and say, hey, here are the things that we see on your credit, and here's what, you know, kind of theoretically what your score would be if you were to pull it right now. Um, it's a very actually a useful tool because you can actually do things like, what would happen if I opened up a credit card, and then it'll say, your score will go this oh, direction. Oh wow! Okay. What if I uh, got an auto loan? Oh, if you got an auto loan, that is different than the other lines of credit that you have. That'll boost your credit. That'll boost your score. The problem is you can boost your score with an open up a line of credit for uh, an auto auto loan. Right. But that'll reduce your debt to income ratio. You know what I mean? So you could have a lower score but still be in a better position because your debt to in- the debt to income ratio is better with not having a forty thousand yeah. dollar like auto loan on your on your score this is why they're when i say you. they're getting you from every angle. every angle and it's so difficult to navigate this and why it's so important to talk to somebody to be able to figure out what that looks like and what that plan should be because and specifically for you specifically for you and yeah. what your uh, your your goals are your financial yeah. goals and your you know house but purchasing a house goals 
because I mean, you know, the worst thing that you can possibly do, uh, just to kind of like in talking about things that you can do to lower your score, if you were to, let's say, apply for a loan and you submitted all your documents and said, this is what I owe. I don't have a car payment. Here's my credit cards. Um, here are, here's all my financials. And a bank looked at that and went, all right, it sounds pretty good. We'll give you X amount of dollars. You go out, you put an offer on a house, it gets accepted. You're in escrow, you're gonna, you're just about, like the bank's gonna fund the loan, but then you go, oh, I'm feeling good about that house purchase. I'm gonna go get myself a car so I can, you know, I'm gonna go get a truck so I can go haul some stuff to and from my house. If I'm gonna do some, you know, uh, home improvements, I'll have this truck. I'll go and buy that right now. Well, now your debt to income, um, debt to income ratio gets all jacked up. Yeah. And now you don't qualify for that loan anymore. <laughs> And now you're, 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 you're screwed yeah. because your debt to income ratio is all out of whack. I mean, it's like the kiss of death, you know, when you're, you're like in escrow, it won't get funded and, and there you go, you've just lost your house. But that's the thing, it's so important to know how all of this stuff plays a part. Yeah. And admittedly, I had no idea how this stuff worked when I was, you know, when I was younger. I had no idea what the implications were of opening a credit card, opening a Nordstrom card, opening a Macy's card, opening whatever card. And not that I have any of those, but um, but yeah, that's those are the implications. And nobody ever ever tells you about it. Nobody ever tells you, you know, what potholes to look out for. You're just kind of on yep. your own to figure that yeah, but out. But that's really good, like info and advice and building credit. Obviously, credit's a huge um, aspect of buying a home. Oh, it's, it's probably, I mean, it's one of, I can't say it's the biggest, but it plays such a huge part yeah. because a credit, uh, a, a lender will look at what your credit score is and that'll be the determining factor of what interest rate you get, what you qualify for. If you've got a low uh, credit score, well, you're not going to get that, you know, that really competitive uh, interest rate and interest rates can, you know, they can make the, uh, make a difference in your, in your, um, in your overall budget, in your monthly budget. So it's, it's an important part, you know, it's a critical part in the whole lending process. So yeah, it's important to kind of get all that kind of situated, you know, and, and part of the game plan of getting into, you know, buying a house and, you know, we've talked about, you know, what your journey is going to be. And so that's just another part of it. Just got to tune in <laughs> next week. Next week. <laughs> Thanks, dude. That's, that's good. I like that credit stuff. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, I think that does it for today's episode. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Tune in next week. We're going to have another episode out next week. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll keep on trying to find a Belgian buddy. Yeah. This guy's, uh, this guy's elusive. <laughs> where's Waldo? Yeah, where's Waldo? Uh, I mean, we know you're watching. We see the, uh, the numbers. So, uh, yeah, write us, write us, let us know where you're at. Um, yeah, if you uh, like what you heard, like and subscribe. Um, just put a comment in the comment section below. Uh, let us know what you think, and um, yeah, we'll keep pumping these things out. So stay tuned until next week, until uh, we get another episode yeah. of Real in the Field. Thank you. All right. <laughs> oh, yeah. And that was our show. I hope you enjoyed it. If you like what you heard, like, subscribe, leave a comment in the comment section below. And as always, we'll be back next week with a new episode of Real in the Field podcast. Until then, we'll talk to you.